Well, hey there, this is Terry Pappy, and welcome to the first episode of season five of the Simplify and Multiply show. And this whole season, I'm super excited about its themed how creativity transforms your business. So we're gonna be talking about all different aspects of creativity and innovation and brainstorming and all of the wonderful ways we can take our solopreneur business and create something amazing to serve our clients. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. Hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. Before I jump into the content around the season's topic, which is how creativity transforms your business, I want to set context. When I use the term creativity, I don't mean artistic creativity. The context I want you to have as you enjoy this upcoming season is that creativity in your business and in life for that matter is about bringing into reality something that is completely new and uniquely yours. It could be a tweak on something pre-existing or something completely innovative and out of the blue. This is what true creativity is to me. It's innovation, it's invention, it's uniqueness, it's active, alive, and it builds, it opens new doors, it stimulates new ideas, new perspectives, and new results. Now, as a solopreneur, creativity is vital to your success. Why? Because when you work by yourself in somewhat of a silo, you have to be intentional about being creative with your business, your clients, how you market, sell, and engage with your business community. Whether you're getting out and doing this from the stage, in a networking group, as you deliver training, when you work with a coaching client, or as you're serving a client one-on-one, being creative will keep you interested, engaged, and invested in your work. Now, my intention for this season is to have conversations with other solopreneurs about creativity, how they incorporate creativity into all aspects of their work, and what they're doing to be more purposeful about creating, innovating, and keeping their business relevant and fresh. I also want to share my own struggles with creativity, starting with this true confession. You ready for this? My innate creativity has gotten in the way of me being more successful business person. Let me say that again. My innate creativity has gotten in the way of me being a more successful business person. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's my true confession. And it's it's been a stumbling block to my business and to my business thriving. So let me kind of unpack that for you. So from when I was a little person, (laughs) I can remember always being super creative and kind of a goof, right? I've always had an easy, natural, creative, and artistic talent. I love to draw, imagine, make stuff, and just play. I lived in a constant state of imagination and tactical creativity. You know, family and friends would comment, Terry, you're so artistic, you're so creative. 
Of course, this <laughs> fed my ego and made me become more prolific at demonstrating my creativity by making crazy stuff out of, you know, stupid stuff around the house or being crafty. But writing and drawing were the two areas that drew most of my attention. Now, I felt my energy was unlimited when I was in a creative state. I could work on things and design and write for hours. The act of being creative was fuel for my heart and mind, and I couldn't get enough of it. It was like a drug. And, you know, while I was on this drug, I felt on purpose and invincible. I pursued art and writing classes wherever they were offered. And after I graduated high school, I went right into college at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. I can remember my dad saying, you want to go to art school? <laughs> it was pretty funny. He was just looking out for me, right? <laughs> but much to his dismay, I succeeded in selling him on the idea that I could be successful with an education in commercial art, not fine art. I could just see him. He had this probably this picture of me sitting on a curb with a little tin can doing these paintings, you know, like we'll paint for, you know, lunch money or whatever. <laughs> It was pretty funny. So going to college to learn advertising, commercial art, and graphic design was, it was sort of an uncommon major for kids growing up in rural Pennsylvania in the 70s. That was me. But, you know, I had, I had this really cool opportunity. I had attended a, it's what they called like a college prep school for high school students. So between my 11th and 12th year of high school, uh, I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. I stayed at the dorm at um, Duquesne University. I can remember it. It was in the summer, and it was just like it was so much fun because I had I had like I felt like I was in college and I was still in high school. And I tell you what, being in the city, you know, out of the farm in PA, and just having so much access and so many cool things going on in Pittsburgh at the time, I got so excited and I loved it. My eyes were opened. So for four weeks, I got a small sampling of classes that a full-time art student took at AIP, and I knew I had found my place. Oh, my God. I was like, this is it. This is exactly where I want to go. It was funny because when I came back, my dad, he wanted me to, you know, look at other schools, you know, these bigger, more well-known schools as opposed to this, you know, very focused commercial art school. So, you know, he tried to tempt me with trips to Manhattan to court Parsons School Design and RISD in Providence and, uh, you know, Tyler School of Art in Philly. And but I was like, OK, Dad, sure, we'll go. And I looked around. I'm like, oh, these are nice. But I'm like, my heart was set on the Steel City School. And that's where I ended up going. Now, I'm not going to give you my whole resume, but after graduating college, every job I had, I used my creative talents and what I'd learned in school. The variety of jobs and employers I worked for touched every point of the spectrum of commercial communications, from strategy and ideas to design, branding, advertising, all the way to printing and distribution. And this enabled me to understand the entire lifespan of marketing and advertising, and my expertise just got really well-rounded and just grew from there. Now, fast forward to today. I've been in business by myself for a decade and a half. So I started my business in 2006. And, you know, it's always been creative and using my knowledge, talent, and expertise to help businesses look more professional, be more engaged with their customers, grow in size, brand, and awareness, and revenue, right? So that's kind of why we do all that stuff, right? So here's my point about how creativity has been a stumbling block to my business thriving. I am an idea factory. 
And listener, if you can relate to this, I hope that you get some insight from it because it's been a struggle for me and continues on some levels to be a struggle for me as a solopreneur. Now, being an idea factory is best utilized when I'm working with my clients, thank goodness, right? Because the greatest value, they say anyway, that I provide is my creative engine and how I can see the solution for their business through my experience in objectivity. However, when it comes to my own business, I am lost and blind to the obvious because, as they say, you can't read the label of the jar you're in. Now, I'll explain more, but before I do, I want you to think about this. How has creativity been a stumbling block for you in your business? How have you dismissed your creativity because you view it as, you know, simply trying to solve problems and grow your business, you know, make it more simple, find new ways to stand out in your market? I want you to look at how you run your business, how you think about your business strategies and tactics and how you brainstorm for your clients to bring about solutions for them. Do you just write it off as doing the work or taking care of clients? Or do you see how you are actually being creative? How you are using your innate creativity, ideation, and imagination to make things better in your business and for your clients? Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. I challenge you to be more creative in your business, to innovate, to simplify. But if you're thinking, I'm not creative, or I don't have time to brainstorm ideas, or even my business is just fine the way it is, well, I'm gonna challenge those assumptions because they will kill your profitability. They're all stories and excuses preventing your business from being better, from running smarter, from being more satisfying and fulfilling for you. Wouldn't it be great if your brand, products, and processes were able to do more, to resonate with your target clients more effectively, to be a more personal experience for existing clients, to become relevant again instead of stale and dated? Yeah, I thought so. So if you'd like to pump some vitality back into your business using creativity, innovation, and simplification, book a free creativity call with me by visiting pappychat.com. Give your business the battery jump it needs to provide more stability and profitability. Get your free creativity call on the calendar now by visiting pappychat.com. Let's you and I brainstorm something amazing for you and your business. So here's why I think creativity is a stumbling block for me and my business. Now, I'm just being real with you here, okay? So... I get bored in my business because I get so much fulfillment out of creating and innovating my own stuff. And when I don't do that, I'm bored with it and I think that it's not working. And that's where I'm so confused, right? So when I get bored with my business, I think I need to create an entirely new thing, you know, like a new product, new service, new whatever, even a new brand, because it gets me excited. And, you know, I justify it as a way to grow my business, reach more, better quality clients, have an easier path toward sales and growth, blah, 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 right? So I talk myself into this. And the justification is a mask for the real reason I go off in these new directions, aka rabbit holes. The real reason I take on these new things or directions is that I love the creative process. I am just so excited to sit down and get an idea and run with it. 
I love the state of planning, imagining, and bringing something out of my head and into the world. It's that simple. So I end up convincing myself that I'm doing something good for my business when in fact I'm diluting what I'm doing and taking myself off strategy because I want to stop the boredom. How's that for an in-your-face realization, right? In many ways, the title of this season, How Creativity Transforms Your Business, can be looked at as a positive and a negative. Interesting, huh? I got a story for you. So an example of this was my Compass Playbook. I had this creative vision to write a book designed to help people use creative problem solving to achieve important aspirations in their life. It was all based on interests, experiences, and training I'd had, and how I'd used writing, drawing, imagining, brainstorming, all of that to focus and attract things into my life. It was a form of how-to book for self-identified non-creatives. I designed and published a workbook version, a companion version, and a Kindle version. I facilitated live workshops to teach people the Compass Playbook framework. Then I spent months creating four online courses based on the framework and advertised them on Facebook with, eh, moderate success. Now, this was a three to four year process of working this creative idea into a business, but it never really took off or yielded, you know, substantial profits for me. I got more enjoyment out of thinking, creating, and bringing it into reality than I did once it was completed. Isn't that crazy? So the act of creating is what was fulfilling me, not the act of turning what I created into a business and running it as a business. That was an entirely different energy and skill set. Now, this is a classic challenge of a true creative. By the way, if you ever do Steve Cochran's Five Voices Assessment, it's amazing. I'm a creative nurturer, so which is probably... <laughs> probably the two weakest voices to be running a solopreneur business. But when it comes to providing my clients value, OMG, I blow it out of the water for them because my creativity is unleashed on their problems and I find it so easy to solution for them. Now, another creative distraction, you'll love this story too. This is so funny. It's like I put so much energy into this stuff and it ends up going nowhere. <laughs> All right, so another creative distraction was my confident entrepreneur brand. I wrote two books intending to do a series of books and branded them Confident Entrepreneur Guides. My strategy was to write CE guides on specific aspects of marketing and communications, obviously my area of expertise, while using the Compass Playbook framework to help the reader not just learn, but apply. I love books that aren't just like theoretical, like here's what you need to do and then they move on, right? They give examples of other people who have done it, but they don't really give you the one, two, three step of doing it yourself. So I like being very prescriptive and deliberate with the way I do my training and the way I write my books and such. Anyway, so <laughs> you'll love this. This is so funny. Uh, the first book I wrote was the Confident Entrepreneur Guide to Logo Design. I figured this is like so in my wheelhouse. Like I've been like logo chick forever. And the second one was this Confident Entrepreneur Guide to Selling, which was so ironic because I'd always been challenged with sales. It's kind of like I wrote the book for myself in a lot of ways. <laughs> Now, I also created a series of videos that I spent a ton of time producing each week that provided a lesson based on the Confident Entrepreneur model. I did that for 33 episodes plus five what I call magnets, which were like visual affirmation movies with music that were companions to the CE brand. Now, little results came from all of this work 
And I totally burned out, especially doing the videos. It was so time consuming. I made them very complex. And it became a chore of production and no longer held the creative juju that I really loved. And I, st I still enjoyed making them, but it was a lot of work. And I wasn't delegating any of this stuff. I was doing it all myself. Now, I had planned on doing like 10, 20, maybe even 30 more guides on a variety of marketing and business topics. But after those two and the flop video series, <laughs> I quit creating because it wasn't yielding dollars, only enjoyment in the creative process. I mean, think about in your business, what have you done that you've really enjoyed creatively? Or it was kind of like a, a love project, like a passion project that because of the way you went about it or it didn't have a strategy or whatever, it didn't integrate with the rest of your business. It ended up just being a, no, a non-starter because it didn't generate money or it didn't really fit. I mean, think about where you've done that because this is an easy way to get derailed in being a solopreneur. It's so easy to get distracted, squirrel, <laughs> you know, and go down these channels. And when you're a creative person like I am, it's even more easy because you, you actually know how to do it. You know, you know how to execute it. <laughs> Just don't know how to make money with it. <laughs> That's what's funny. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny because when you're in business, you need to have both dollars and enjoyment to really be truly successful. That's just my whole opinion about it. And that's been my problem with creativity. I've spent so much energy, money, and time building these brands and products, but once they're manifested, I give up on the business side of making them profit center in my business. So meanwhile, during all of these creative initiatives, I still kept my agency running and helping clients with their marketing and business development efforts. Thank God, too because that has consistently been the mainstay of my business and the dollars and enjoyment are always present there. Thank goodness. And I still enjoy that. I still get a lot of enjoyment working with my clients that way. So are you hearing the glaringly obvious duh here? The, hey, Terry, stick with what works. Just add more creativity doing what works in your business. Hello. <laughs> Well, I've recently come to the realization that I've had this tendency over the years and it has kept my business at its current level where I could have had substantially more success had I stayed focused on growing what was already working, you know, which is my marketing agency, instead of rushing off down into these rabbit holes that satisfied my need for creative self-expression. It was a kind of a, a late stage aha moment, but that's the thing about being in business for yourself. You go through these growth cycles in your evolution and you realize, you know, especially when you get help with a good coach or a colleague. And I had a very special colleague who helped me see this. And I'm so forever grateful for his contribution. So here's the thing. You live and you learn. And I am here offering my stories to help you avoid similar missteps and to save you time, aggravation, and dollars in your business. So my question to you is, where are you distracting yourself with divergent directions in your business? Or are you solid at staying on track with your strategy and working the business to grow your income and client base? Here's my point about this season on creativity. I want you and I to take a look at how and where we can supercharge your creativity into something that supports, grows, and invigorates your business, not derails it into wasted time, wasted energy, or wasted money like I've let happen in my business. So let's take a look at where creativity can be the strongest, sharpest, and most powerful tool in our toolbox at elevating our brands, helping us bring better results to our clients, and making our businesses more satisfying and rewarding than ever. This, to me, is what true creativity is. 
the ability to use our minds to intentionally make our lives and the lives of others better. Are you with me? Let's do it together. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.